up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 60 of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. And today we're talking about opinions. So we're going to figure out whose opinions matter to you. The reason I'm doing this topic today is because lately there's been a lot of chatter popping up in my monthly client meetings, and I've noticed that some of us are more comfortable listening to other people than we are listening to ourselves, especially when it comes to our marketing plans. And I'm fully aware of the fact that people hire me because they want help with their marketing. But here's the thing. When you hire a marketing coach like me, and there are several others out there, we are coaching you on how to run your marketing and to become your own marketing expert for your business. I am not your marketing expert for your business. I'm not the expert in your industry, with your target audience, or with your business in general. You are that expert. And I think we have to get used to listening to ourselves more. This is definitely something that I'm working on. Um, You guys know I work with a life coach. Her name is Tammy. She's great. Tammy Helfrich, if you guys want to hire a life coach. It does help to have a life coach and a marketing coach because so much of what we work on in marketing coaching has to do with learning about and breaking down and breaking through our own limits, our own upper limits as individuals and as business owners. Um, So that's why we're going to walk through an exercise today that's going to help you narrow it down when it comes to who you're taking advice from and who you're listening to. So if you know me or you've been listening for a while, you know that I come from a big family. Um, I am the oldest of four. My parents are divorced and my in-laws are divorced, which means in total, I have seven parental figures in my life. Um, Just based on that alone, (laughs) I am way used to being on the other end of unsolicited advice and other people's opinions. Now, I am very lucky that I have a great relationship with all of my parents, in-laws included. Um, I love them. You know, we we want them involved in our lives. And I do reach out and seek their guidance on things that are going on in my life and my business. But when when I was in the beginning phases of my business, I had a much harder time of just saying, oh, thanks for your opinion. And this is something my life coach says all the time. You know, that's one of her, like you can be kind when someone's giving you unsolicited advice or an opinion you didn't ask for, um, but you don't have to listen to it, right? Like we get to decide what opinions and advice we listen to. So in addition to all of the parental figures in my life, I also have almost 30 aunts and uncles, um, and that's before spouses are involved. And so that includes my stepmom's family, who most of whom live here in Aurora, so I actually see them probably the most out of any of my aunts and uncles, but that's between my dad, my mom, 
and my stepmom. I have about 30 aunts and uncles before spouses. So this is a lot of older people in my life, um, some of whom I don't see as regularly now as I did, you know, when I was younger, but they're still out there. Um, All of whom, again, you know, we're lucky in our family to have such a big family for everyone really for the most part, to get along, you know, at least get along well enough to like gather for holidays or for family birthdays. And so while like I never ever think that any advice that's given to me is from a place other than love and caring and wanting me to do well and to succeed. And so I'm really fortunate in that regard. But again, having that many aunts and uncles and that many parental figures plus three siblings means I'm used to having to navigate rowdy family parties, uncomfortable family dynamics, shit talking, gossiping, teasing, fighting to be heard, fighting for that last slice of pizza. I mean, I remember a time my cousin Donnie was like, had snatched up the last piece of pizza and he's older than me by a few years. And at the time he was much taller than me. And I just like jumped up in the air and grabbed that piece of pizza off of his plate and he could not believe it. And that's the type of competitive environment, especially if you have a big family that you get brought up in. Like it's just kind of survival of the fittest when you have as many cousins as I do and as many aunts and uncles as I do. Um, So I guess what I'm trying to say here is that I am an expert in people. That's what I like to think. And you may say like, no one could possibly be an expert in people. And that's, that's true. But, um, and maybe that's true. But when I was in college, the whole reason I decided to get a major in marketing is because of my love for people. And it's no wonder why, because I grew up around a shit ton of different people. Um, and another thing about big families is that you realize everybody's different. Like, how did my aunts and uncles come from the same set of grandparents? They're all so wildly different. I think that about my siblings and I all the time. Like, oh my gosh, we're just all so different. And if you are friends with or are a parent yourself, you understand that raising kids, you can't discipline them the same. You you can't educate your children the same. Most of the time, your kids have their own unique way of responding to them because they're little, they're individuals. We're all individuals here. So I like to consider myself an expert in people, which is why I got into marketing. Um, And I've learned a couple of things along the way for how to navigate these types of things. Um, And number one, that's you get to decide who to listen to. And that doesn't mean copying an attitude or being rude at a family gathering. You can politely and kindly kind of dismiss those opinions you don't want to hear. Um, And so that like you get used to saying, oh, thanks for your opinion. Like you don't have to engage if you don't want to. And the other thing I've learned from all this family stuff is that you get to decide how to show up. Um, And this is something I was just talking with my life coach about yesterday. You know, we all have choices in our life. And one of the biggest choices we have is how we show up every single day. So if you go into a family party, not wanting to be there with an attitude, rolling your eyes, I don't want to make small talk, blah, 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 you know, then of course you're going to 
like people can feel that. So you're going to be met with a different type of energy from those people. Like maybe they're trying to prod you to get a little more information out of you, or maybe, you know, they're like, since you don't want to be there. So maybe they tease you a little bit instead of just going and saying like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to enjoy this family party. And I know my aunts and uncles may talk some shit along the way, may, may send some unsolicited advice towards me. Um, but you know, when I leave that family party, I can just leave all that there. You don't have to take any of that home. If you're part of my family, you're definitely taking food home at the family party, but let that be all you take home. If all you have to take home is a plate of leftovers, like that is ideal, right? Sometimes I used to leave family parties or conversations with certain family members and be super worked up about it. And then part of this comes with age, right? Um, and I, achieving a whole other level of understanding of the adults that have raised you as you become an adult and as you start to parent, especially. Um, But part of this is just like a choice we have to make and anyone can make that choice. Um, So you're probably thinking at this point, like, okay, cool story, but how does this apply to me? And here's how being an entrepreneur can feel like joining one of the greatest and most dysfunctional families or communities that has ever existed. A lot of you are very active in your local communities. Um, Lots of you are also active in virtual communities or you're just observing what's happening in your industry. Maybe you're not quite vocal or um, as visible in your industry and that's okay too, but you are a part of something. And now what's beautiful about marketing and creating a brand and running your own business is that you, capital Y-O-U, get to choose what type of community you're creating as a business owner, as a, a maker, a creator, a, you know, whatever, a service provider. So you get to choose. You get to choose your messaging. You get to choose your brand pillars. So those characteristics and values that define you as a brand You get to determine your own values and boundaries as a business and business owner. Um, And then all those things come together to determine the type of people that will be attracted to your community. Seth Godin has a quote. Seth Godin is a, I guess, marketing guru. Um, He has lots of great marketing books that you can check out. Um, You can find those. He also has a few different like marketing courses you can be a part of. But he has a phrase and he says, People like us do things like this. And that's how you define your community. Who are people like us? And what types of things are we doing? And why are we doing them like this? Um, so that these all, all these things, your messaging, messaging brand pillars, values, um, the services you provide, or the reason why you provide these services all come together to attract different type of people to your community. And it starts with you being able to narrow down and limit the number of voices you let in to help you make these decisions about this community and about this business that you're building. And that's where we start to veer off course a little bit, right? So we we ventured out, we started our own business. And then somewhere along the way, probably in the beginning, we thought like, well, we're not entirely sure what to do here. Like we're super passionate about this creative endeavor, let's just say candles for that, um, but I'm not quite sure how to run a whole business 
from making candles, right? So then we start reaching out. We start listening to podcasts. We download courses. We buy, we buy courses. We download free templates. We're asking friends. We're talking to neighbors. Maybe you're reaching out to your parents or maybe your parents are just like watching and providing you with unsolicited advice. And it at a certain point, like I was definitely in this seat in the beginning. I got so overwhelmed because what will end up happening is you're going to get contradictory advice, right? Your mom's going to tell you you should do it this way. Your accountant is going to tell you you should do it this way and blah, blah, blah. So here, here's some things. Number one, take advice from experts, right? So get your accounting and bookkeeping advice from an accountant or a, you know, any financial type of advisor, make sure that they have worked with and specialize in small businesses. Um, if you have an Etsy shop, I recommend vetting accountants who work with other Etsy shop owners. You know, get someone who's familiar with the type of business you're running and more than just familiar has worked in that industry. Um, because if they haven't, then they don't know. And then I recommend, we've talked about this on the podcast before, seeking an attorney um, for other questions, you know, for contracting questions, for trademark and copyright questions. I would certainly seek out the advice of a, a professional in that arena. When it comes to marketing your business, it is super helpful to get advice from or to kind of to talk with people, other business owners that have run their own marketing. But is someone who makes candles a marketing expert? Maybe in your industry, but not what's different about that is that what works for them is not necessarily going to work for you. And that's where someone like me, a marketing coach comes in and I work with you as the business owner to customize a marketing plan that works for your business and it works for your schedule and it works towards your goals. It's completely customized. We cover some, some foundational things, right? Like target audience, mission statement, again, but those are all customized. Your brand pillars, specific to your brand. Um, so yesterday, if, if you haven't already, the podcast that went out yesterday was about writing your own marketing plan. And the importance of that exercise is to get you in the habit of listening to and trusting your own advice and your own plans. So often we're seeking answers from outside of ourselves and outside of our business. And that can just kind of muddy the waters because now we're unclear of how we feel about a certain situation or where we want to go. Um, so today's exercise is very simple. It is inspired by Brene Brown. I'm pretty sure it's um, actually her exercise. So I want to give credit where credit's due there. I heard about it on another podcast. But anyway, so it's an ex. So Brene Brown gets the credit. <laughs> um, I want you to pull out a sheet of paper and I want you at the top to write down the question, whose opinions matter in big, bold letters. And then underneath that, I want you to make space for five names. So go ahead and number them. If you have lines, you know, each line gets a number one, one, two, three, four, and five. Um, and then I want you to go back to number one, the first blank. And I want you to put yourself in there because you are the most important person whose opinion matters in your life 
and in your business, especially when it comes to making marketing decisions. It's your fucking business. Like this is, people can advise you, even as a marketing coach, sometimes people don't listen to what I say. And I really try not to give advice so much as try to help you come to your own conclusions and come to your own, to find your own answers within yourself. That's part of what I help you on. Of course, the biggest step for me as a marketing coach is making sure that you have a solid marketing foundation and that you understand who your target audience is and the values of your brand. And then the second biggest piece for me as a marketing coach is working with you to learn to trust yourself and to guide yourself in business. Um, And a lot of what I do is work on confidence, accountability, being uncomfortable, fears, you know, and other people's opinions. They come up all the time, especially when we're trying something new. Well, so-and-so said to do it like this, or I heard that you should do it like this. Like, yeah, that's right. People are probably out there contradicting what I'm saying right now. And I don't care. That's okay. You could go, you know, like, but so pick the point of this exercise is to pick a set of opinions that matter and then only listen to those. So you've just filled in your your name and number one, and then you have four more spaces to fill in the blank. So fill in the rest of the blanks, no more than five, no, no less than one, which is you. And then I want you to put that list where you can see it every day so that anytime you are you find yourself wanting to reach out to others to help you make a decision in your business or ask or answer a question about your marketing, that you you look at that list and you say, okay, I'm only gonna reach out to these people. Now, on the podcast I listened to, the woman only had herself and her daughter on the list and her daughter was only one because at the end of the day, those were truly, truly, truly the only opinions she cared about. So you have to ask because I ask yourself truly whose opinions you care about. Now, another thing Brene Brown always says as she talks about taking advice and listening to the opinions only of others who are in the ring, like the other people who are in the ring, taking risks, getting bloody, getting dirty, doing the action, right? Because there are a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks, sideline couch coaches, right? If you don't know what those references mean, they basically mean there are a lot of people observing the game and giving advice on the game without ever having set foot in the game. So they don't really know. And that's like having a plan and you know what they say about best laid plans. And let me tell you, I am a planner. So I will plan and plan and plan. But guess what? At Planning only gets you a best case scenario. You have to talk through and be prepared for worst case too, right? Like you can, this is why I also have designed my business the way I have is because plans only get you so far. Action is where you learn the fastest. It's where you grow the most. It's where you fail faster. And we've heard people say fail faster, fail forward. That comes from taking action and taking action in the direction of your goals. And what's one thing that can limit you from taking action? Indecision. And what's something that can get you to indecision? Having too many decisions to make because you're listening to too many people that don't have a stake in your business. They have no business having merit or weight in any of the decisions you're making in your business. And let me tell you, for some of you, this is going to be your significant other. 
you decide whether your significant other's opinion matters. And you're like, well, significant other, you know, we split, we split the bills or we, however, whatever your financial situation is, that doesn't mean they get to have a voice in your business. And how you handle that is up to you. You can tell them. You know, I don't recommend going home and being like, yo, fuck off. You're no longer to talk to me, allowed to talk to me about my business. But if your significant other is not a decision maker in your business, that's okay. And if they have opinions about your business or the way you can do things, you can say thank you for your opinion. And then start reinforcing those boundaries, right? Or maybe you just don't talk about business at home and you keep it at the office. It's up to you. I don't know what your your relationship with is with with your significant other. Wow, that was a lot of like with. <laughs> I don't know what your relationship is like with your significant other. Um, I enjoy some brainstorming with Marshall. I think he has an interesting perspective. He's also he works in sales, so he's and his his dad, my father in law, was in sales for a long time. So talking to them about sales techniques is super helpful for me sometimes. Um, And then sometimes, you know, we have those conversations and I'm like, well, that was a fun conversation. And now I'm going to go make my own decisions because I'm the decision maker in my business. And when I look at, you know, the names and the spaces of the people whose opinions matter in my life when it comes to making business decisions, it's pretty darn short. Um, And there's a reason I got into business on my own, right? Um, we've talked about that before. You know, I like, I like to control and I like to plan, and I'm good at that. And in th- that's not to say that one day I won't have employees that I would love to collaborate with, because sometimes it can be lonely making decisions by yourself. So, um, create that list of trusted advisors, opinions that matter, no more than five, no less than you, and then put it every somewhere you can see it every day and remind yourself of whose opinions matter when you're feeling the pressure, the weight and the energy of other people's opinions. And then reminding yourself that you choose the opinions you listen to, the advice you adhere to and the decisions you make in your business. You're in charge. Don't forget it. You're in charge. Trust yourself a little more. And then, you know, always ask yourself too, what's the worst that could happen? Like, okay, so-and-so gave me this advice. I'm going to choose to disregard that. And maybe you're going to go in the complete opposite direction just because that's what you want to do, right? Not out of spite or anything like that. We're not children. Um, And so you you do and you think, well, shit, I should have listened to them. Yeah, sometimes you can learn that lesson on your own. It's okay to want to learn lessons on your own and to make your own mistakes. That is part of the process, and that's how you learn the most. If you have kids, you know this. How many times do you tell them not to do something, and then they finally just do it, and then they get the consequence you were telling them they would get? Maybe not from you, not like a punishment, but maybe they like jump off of something or, you know, um, my, my stepdaughter was trying to ride the skateboard the other day and I'm like, okay, that's your dad's skateboard. you know, that's a big skateboard. If you try to ride that down the driveway, you're, you might fall. Um, and then what happened? She fell and she was fine. Right. 
sometimes you just got to let people learn their own lessons. And that means yourself included. And so again, narrowing down the number of opinions that you actually care about, that actually have weight and merit in your business decisions will help you make decisions faster. That's it for this week. As always, you can watch a shorter version. Well, if you made it to this point, (laughs) there's probably no need for you to watch the shorter version, but there is a shorter video version of this topic available on Instagram, on IGTV. You can find me on there at Marketing Uninhibited. You can also schedule a free 30-minute coffee chat, which is a consultation where we can talk through all of this stuff and get you set up with an action plan for working together. You can do that at marketinguninhibited.com or you can send me an email at mrodriguez at marketinguninhibited.com. Happy to answer questions or set up time to chat that way. All right. I hope you're having a great week. Talk soon.